Well, hello everyone. And um, I finished the series which I've done on identity. And I just got a, a, a preach. It's more of a, I think it's a, a motivational talk stroke preach. And it's going to be over the next two weeks. And it's come out of my own experience, um, if you like. And I've called this motivational talk stroke sermon. I've called it the comfort zone and how to get out of it. Because I don't know about you, but over the last six months or so, I've felt that I've probably maybe fallen into a bit of a comfort zone. You may be the same. You know, during this lockdown period, the first lockdown back in the summer was great, wasn't it? Um, the sun was out, we were outside, we were walking, we were exercising, we were all having fun on Zoom and uh, Facebook Live we discovered and, and it, was, it was okay, we got on with that. But this time, I don't know, uh, exercising hasn't been so much and uh, the, the getting up in the same routine, doing the same thing and I've just found myself a little bit in the comfort zone and so having no motivation in a bit of a rut. You know what they say about a rut, don't you? A rut is a coffin without ends. So you could just get stuck in a rut. And, and I, I, I don't want that to happen to me and I don't want it to happen to you. And so I want to just have a look at this, you know, because I think over the last few months, people's mental health has not been good. People's physical health may not be good. And definitely people's spiritual health might not be good as well. So we are not stretching ourselves as much as we used to. And so I want to look at that, the comfort zone and how to get out of it. So first of all, what is the comfort zone? You may be saying, well, what, what does it mean, the comfort zone? Well, it's a place of safety for a start. You know, you feel safe in your comfort zone, don't you? Because outside of your comfort zone, there's the unknown. And sometimes there's a fear of the unknown. Oh, I don't want to go there now. What I used to do, I don't want to do this. Or I've been asked to do that. Or I think I, I wanted to do that before. But I'm safe here now. I'm safe in my, my little comfort zone. I don't want to move out of it. It's, um, it's a controlled environment. Because you're controlling the environment. It could be that someone else is controlling your environment. You don't know. Um, but it's like living in a bubble. We know what living in bubbles are like. We, we've, we've had a lot of talk about that, haven't we, lately? Living in a bubble. Your comfort zone is your bubble, if you like. And we can get this sense of safety and control in our own little comfort zone. It could be a good place. It could be a happy place. It could be a place of contentment. But the thing is, when we spend so long in our comfort zone, it's not a good place to be because we will never venture out of it. Most times, comfort zones are really about fear, not wanting to move because of the fear of the unknown or fear of failure or fear of something else. So the first thing I want to look at is, uh, this week is the comfort zone. How do we get there? How do we get to the comfort zone? I've come to the conclusion is that there's a, a couple of ways. You might, you might have some other ideas. But I think there's a couple of ways in which we uh, can get to the comfort zone. Other people can put us there and we can put ourselves there. You know, other people can condition us into becoming comfortable where we're at, what we're doing, and the status quo stays the, stays the same. You don't move on. 
and it's it's a conditioning um, no I had a little look into conditioning and there's been lots of studies on how people are conditioned one of the greatest studies was Pavlov's dogs if you've ever heard of this there's a lot of studies done um, and this is one of the most famous ones Pavlov did an experiment with dogs to see if he could condition them dogs are very easy to condition actually um, and he said what he did was this he rung a bell every time that he would feed his dogs and the dogs, when they heard the bell, would start slivering and slobbering because food was coming. And he would do that for a while. But then after a while, he removed the food, but he still rung the bell. And every time he rung the bell, there was no food, but the dogs would react the same. They would sliver and slobber, ready for their food. They were conditioned on the bell, there was food. There's another story as well about uh, training an elephant. Um, I don't know if you've heard this one how they train elephants they get them very small baby elephants and they touch a large metal spike in the ground and a chain on that spike and the elephant is able to walk around within that circumference of that spike but is not allowed to go any further because of the chain and as the elephant grows the spike in the ground is changed to um, a stake and not a stake like a piece of meat but a, a wooden stake all right um, but then they put a, a rope on the elephant and the elephant can still feel the tension there um, but he doesn't pull away because he's conditioned that there's a chain there and there's a metal spike in the ground he can't go any further as the elephant grows older and and more conditioning more conditioned then that that stake in the ground is changed for a, a stick and the rope is a thin piece of string and the elephant will not move past that why doesn't the elephant escape because it doesn't believe it can because the elephant is conditioned into just that area because it's been conditioned all its life you know we can be conditioned we are being conditioned all the time you might not know it but you are being conditioned all of the time large corporations condition us supermarkets they certainly condition us as soon as we walk into the supermarket everything is laid out the music everything is there to condition us into buying things to do things that they want us to do it's called conditioning um, advertising companies even governments condition us do you think you're being conditioned right now mm, who knows but there's conditioning going on in our lives all of the time and it controls us and it keeps us in an environment that others want us to be in but there's also um, conditioning yourself you can you can bring conditioning within your own life things that you have conditioned yourself to do good habits bad habits you know at the moment my comfort zone is my sofa in front of the tv how many of you are like that you know that's my comfort zone at the at the moment you know and I'm getting up and I'm doing my work from the sofa doing my emails doing some studying um, listening to some worship music praying doing all my what I'm supposed to be doing on, on the on the comfort zone of my sofa in my pajamas sometimes you know you you're relaxing clothes sometimes and, and I'm thinking oh I'm doing this every day I'm just in this rut in this routine in this comfort zone and, and I, I want to get out of it and there's a saying in, in, my, in, in our house now if I'm on the sofa if I'm watching TV whatever time of day it is whatever I'm doing I got a blanket because I'm getting older 
you know what it is like. You put a blanket over your legs, keep your feet warm, keep your legs warm. If that blanket's on me, oh, Dad's tucked. He doesn't do anything. The blanket's tucked in, I don't do anything. I'm tucked. Um, somebody just say, oh, make a cup of tea. I say, oh, I can't. I'm tucked. I'm tucked in. I can't. I'm in my comfort zone. <laughs> Are you like that? Have you got to that point? You know, and I'm thinking, if I keep returning to that place, if I keep going to that place throughout the day, throughout the evenings, then I'm no good to the rest of my family. I'm, I'm shirking my responsibilities because I like my comfort zone. And so I've come to a, a conclusion that I don't want to be in that comfort zone. Are you the same? How are you feeling? You see, the comfort zone can kill your dreams. The comfort zone can dampen your aspirations, spiritually and physically. You know, God wants us to grow. He wants us to expand. He wants us to reach out. He doesn't want us, he doesn't want us to be conditioned into a, a comfort zone. He wants more for us. He doesn't want us to be idle. He wants us to grow both physically and spiritually. It is said of Jesus that he grew in favor with God and with man. He grew in favor with God and man, and he grew physically as well. There is a growth that should take place within us. And when we're in this comfort zone, it stunts growth. It kills dreams. We need to break out of it. And I'm going to be looking at breaking out of the comfort zone next week. How many of us go on hanging on to things in our life, saying that we can't do something? We can't. We can't go any further than this rope allows us because we've been on this rope all our life. In other words, we're conditioned to think you can't. But the Bible says you can. You know, within reason, you can. You can. Paul said to the Philippian church, Philippians 4 verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I'm saying within reason, you know. Um, but there are things that you can do that you don't think you can do right now because you've been conditioned to think you can't, but you can. You know, I, dude, I mentioned during the first lockdown last year, um, I was exercising more, were you? Because the weather was nice, wasn't it? I was exercising in the house, um, I was exercising in the garden. Then we'd go for family walks. I'd go for a walk on my own. I was doing a lot of exercise. I've I got to be honest. Over the last six months or so, I haven't exercised as much, if any. You know, I've become a little bit idle in that area. And idleness can become a lifestyle. In other words, you get into the comfort zone of not exercising. I'm going to read some verses from the Message Bible. I read these verses and I thought, I wonder how the Message puts it. And I tell you what, it's fantastic. Listen to this. I'm going to put my glasses on. Read some verses from the Message. Proverbs chapter 6. The wise man is speaking. So, prick your ears up. Listen to what the wise man has got to say. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 to 11. From the Message. You lazy fool. That's not me. This is the wise man. Solomon saying this. He says, you lazy fool, look at the ant. Watch it closely. Let it teach you a thing or two. Nobody has to tell it what to do. All summer it stores up food. At harvest, it stockpiles provisions. How long are you going to laze around doing nothing? 
How long before you get out of bed? A nap here, a nap there, a day off here, a day off there. Sit back, take it easy. Do you know what comes next? Just this. You can look forward to a dirt poor life. Poverty, your permanent house guest. In other words, he was saying the idle man, the idle woman, the lazy person, all they can look forward to is a poor life. And that is not just, I'm not just talking physically here, I'm talking spiritually as well. If we are lazy spiritually, we can have a, we will have a poor spiritual life. It's the same if you're lazy physically, you will have a poor physical life. We can get stuck in our ways, can't we? I think we can get stuck in our own little world. We don't have time to be lazy. We gotta look at the time that we have on this earth, you know, and it's not long. You know, James says that our, our lives are like vapors, like a mist that appears and disappears. We haven't got long. We can stay in the comfort zone. When we stay in that comfort zone, we are neglecting our responsibilities, our mission, our purpose in life. So, I don't want to be in the comfort zone. Do you want to stay in that comfort zone? You know, other people's lives, other people's souls may be depending on us, may be depending on what we do, what we say, on our words, on our actions. But if you're sleeping, if you're idle, then you're not acting. And the Bible talks a lot about sleeping people, people who are idle. They are not active. It talks uh, about us being active and, bring, and bringing actions to our words. I want to read a quote that um, Spurgeon, that great preacher, Charles Spurgeon, he made this quote, and, and I love his quotes, and then I'm going to read the passage of Scripture that he was commenting on. Listen, listen to his quote about sleeping idle Christians. He said, The man who is asleep does not care what becomes of his neighbours. How can he while he's sleeping? And oh, some of you Christians do not care whether souls are saved or damned. It is enough for them to be comfortable. If they can attend a respectable place of worship and go with others to heaven, they are indifferent about everyone else. You see, that's what creeps in in the comfort zone. Feeling indifferent to everyone else. I'm all right, Jack. Well, that can't be our attitude. We have to stretch ourselves out. Our words need actions. These are the verses that Spurgeon was commenting on. Ephesians 5, verses 14, and I think it's verse uh, 15 as well. Uh, all right, down to 17, actually. Ephesians 5, 14 to 17. These are the verses that Spurgeon was commenting on. He, For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity. Your translation might say, redeeming the time in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. The Lord 
doesn't want us to sit around and be idle and be conditioned and controlled in a comfort zone, a controlled zone of our own making or of somebody else's making. He wants us to be active. He wants us to act with thought and with actions and to make the most of every opportunity, redeeming the time. Now, when you look at that, that little passage there in the Greek, how it was originally written, that phrase, redeeming the time, or take every opportunity, there's a, there's a Greek word for time. They have two ancient Greek words for time. The one is the idea, the, simply the idea of day upon day, hour upon hour, month upon month, year upon year, and that is one aspect of time, and it's called uh, chronos time. We get the word chronography with our watches and clocks from chronos because it's the calculation, the ongoing time. Then there's the other idea, the other word that they have for time. It's uh, a definite period portion of time where something or something will happen. It's that time. It's called kairos. Like if I was to say to you, it is now dinner time, that's a kairos time. It's not just a rolling over of time like the Kronos. It is a kairos time. It's a moment in time. It's a definitive season. Something has to happen. It's an opportunity. So the idea what Paul is saying here is that we don't redeem the whole of, of time, but we make the most of the time. Not time, but the time. This is the time. This is your time. This is my time. We need to make the most of it. We're in a Kairos moment. We've got to make the most of it. Or do we sit in our comfort zone and go, hmm, time is just ticking over. I feel comfortable here. I feel safe here. No, it's not just a Kronos moment. It's a Kairos moment. It's the time. It's your time. We can be a little bit small-minded, can't we? And we think small and we try to do things small. We need to start thinking a little bit more out of the box. We need to be looking at ourselves, our own lives, motivating ourselves so that we can help and motivate and encourage others. We don't want to fall into that lethargy of, of idleness and get physically fat and physically idle and spiritually fat and spiritually idle either. So it's a combination of all these things. We need to stretch ourselves a little bit. You see, the problem is that God has so much in store for us. He has so much in store for you. We have to reach out and take it. And very often when we are stuck in our little rut of a comfort zone, we don't want to reach out. Have you ever felt like that? I felt like that physically. I've sat in the chair and I can't even reach out to maybe go make myself a cup of tea because I'm tucked, I'm in, I'm safe, I'm warm, I'm comfortable. And I'll say, oh, please make me a cup of tea. And I would rather go without if nobody makes me a cup of tea than make it myself. We need to get out of that. And we need to get out of that spiritually as well. Reach out. Let me pray. Lord, I want to pray that we do not settle in the comfort zone. I want to pray right now 
that we stretch ourselves, the conditioning that we've had put upon us, the conditioning that we place upon ourselves, that we will break that rope, that we will break free, and that we will come out of that place where we are being conditioned and controlled, where we feel comfortable. Lord, I pray for the, the fear of the unknown, the fear of breaking out. I pray, Lord, that you will help every single one of us to break out of that place so that we can be effective, so that, Lord, we, we will be physically better, we will be psychologically better, and we will be spiritually better because you have some great plans for us. And, Lord, we want to step into them. But to step into them, you have to step out of the comfort zone. Well, God bless you. Don't forget now, after this online service, we will have a Zoom coffee. Uh, give, just give us five, ten minutes to set up the Zoom. And then uh, the Zoom details are on our private Facebook page. So if you want to go there and find them and join us for a coffee afterwards. But listen, this, this week now, be absolutely certain of one thing. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to step out of the comfort zone. Be determined. Make your mind up to step out of that comfort zone. Next week, we're going to look at how we can do that as well. God bless you. Have a great week.